this is a warning, this podcast is not suitable to be listened to around kids and probably not even out loud at the office. We cuss a lot, we drink during the recording, and we touch on some very adult subjects. We recommend listening when the kids aren't around or when you have headphones. Thanks guys. Bye. This is Jen, and this is the Let's Chat Paranormal podcast. I'm here with Eric, Jesse, and Papa Paranormal. Say hi, guys. What's hey going guys. on? How's it going? And we hey. are here for episode 96. This is part two of the Becker haunting. Uh, if you didn't listen to the last episode, I highly encourage you to go back and listen, or else this is not going to make any sense. Um, but we, it'll we, make some sense. We, we most of the time don't. Yeah. Oh, well. Anywho, if you're um, listening to the podcast, you you'll know that this well, is normal. Yeah. <laughs> Any, anyways, um, so before we start, uh, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook. Both of those are going to be Let's Chat Paranormal. If you want to send in your own story, you could send it to Let's Chat Paranormal at gmail.com where one of us will read it for you. Um, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, and wherever else podcasts are heard. Um, but aside from that. Creepy updates. I I do have a creepy update, do y'all? I do not. I I have a, a, a tiny one. Oh yeah. Oh no. Anna I'll update. never admit Anna, that. Anna update. <laughs> yes. I'll never admit that. Oh my god. Um. Uh. I, let it be known. Do you want to go first? No, no, I'll let you. Okay. So my creepy update actually happened yesterday, and it freaked me out. Uh. So just. So people understand when me and Sal come home, it's usually just us for a while until Jesse gets home, like which is usually an hour or two. Um, and recently, when me and Sal come home, we leave the front door. Hello. We leave the front door open uh, so that we get some air in here. And I just lock that front door. Well, me and Sal were sitting on the couch, and uh, he was watching TV. I was on uh, just, like, crocheting, and it was already dark, and we heard our door, which is, like, a, it has burglar bars on it. It's a heavy metal door, iron, whatever. We heard it, like, as if somebody was trying to shake it to open it. Oh, shit. Yeah, okay. like, they, like, they yanked on the door twice, and Lola flipped out. Like, she was bark screaming at the door. Bark uh, screaming? What is bark screaming? When she barks, she, like, screams. Like, it's super high-pitched. It's It hurts. But, um, so she was bark screaming. Uh, Sal was like, what was that, mama? What was that? Like, he was freaked out. And I was just like, fuck, I'm the only adult here. I got to go look. <laughs> so I got, like, I peeked around the corner. And I was like, fuck, I don't even have the patio light on. So, like, I had to go to the door, and I turned on the light. Nobody was out there. And then I was like, uh, let me check if anything picked up on the ring. Because I was like, maybe somebody was trying to break in because they saw the door was open. And um, nothing was on the ring either. So, hmm. yeah. And it wasn't a windy day yesterday either. No, so. absolutely not. And I was... So, we were just, like, pretty freaked out about that because, I don't know, it's a heavy-ass door. So... Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Cool. Not really. <laughs> um, but aside from that, I guess we can. I, ha I have a creepy uh, complaint. Oh, okay. So I was listening to the podcast that, you know, we recorded last week and I had a really great joke, even though it was kind of religious, but it was hilarious. And it was cut out. I don't remember it, but it was probably... Oh, you want me to repeat it? <laughs> no, but I'm, I was going to say, I probably cut it out for a reason. Yeah, I was like... <laughs> did you make some cuts? No. I, I made many cuts. What? Yes, she yeah. did. Yes, what? she did. Yeah. I, I'm not aware. I thought I got all the major ones. You did, but I got the smaller ones. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so I don't know which one of you edited it out. I was like, oh, man, I got a funny... Well, then, uh, I finally I was... said a funny thing and... It was Jesus Christ on a stick. Oh, my God. There you go. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> um, well, I guess we're going to have to skip Jesse's uh, creepy update because he's with Sal right now. 
Um, is there anything else we would like to share? Yes, I want to share that uh, the first episode of The Last of Us was amazing. I We watched it and I didn't know anything about The Last of Us. Uh-huh. So I was very upset. There, like, <laughs> There's a scene in there. I'm sure whoever has seen it knows what scene I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. But oh, I yeah. literally was sobbing because I, I wasn't expecting it. And Jesse was all like, no, it's okay. Like, th- she's okay. Like, it, th- there's literally a whole rest of the series is based around their relationship. And then cut to the next scene and she's not there. And I was just like, what the fuck? Why? Yeah, so that traumatized me. <laughs> I was like, she makes it, I swear. <laughs> She's gonna get all better. <laughs> They're gonna put a band-aid on it and it's it'll be fine. Yeah, I was crying. But anyways, oh, now that Jesse's back. Oh, hey. Yeah. Your creepy update. My creepy update. So uh we've been having the um, the raccoon in the attic uh business. <laughs> so uh of course, you know, it I don't know if it creeps out Jen or if she just knows there's a raccoon up there. It makes me feel safe. Oh, well, <laughs> it creeps Sal out, so he'll, you know, if he hears it, he'll have trouble sleeping. So, he, like, I've been showing him videos of, like, critters in the attic, and he's like, oh, okay. He's like, he's just running up there. Go, he's just running up there. And I've been, I actually, when I hear it, I go up to the attic. Doesn't matter if it's, like, 2, 3 in the morning, I'll, like, open the attic, and I'll go up there. Like a grumpy old man. Yeah, and I'm, like, <laughs> yelling at him, hey, get out of here. And she's like, oh, crap. He's, he's coming up here what the hell with like the brightest fucking lamp yeah, i've like, ever seen i have a floodlight so you know it, it beams it on her and she's like oh god my eyes and like like i see her like the first time it happened she like was like oh my god what's wrong with this guy <laughs> and like then i shined it on her and she was like oh crap anyways so um i fell asleep and i had a i I'm sure it was a dream, but I had a specific time that I went up to the attic a couple of times. But like, I was like, did I go up there today? And like, I, I'm a, I'm an idiot and I don't clean up the insulation that I bring down. Mm-hmm. So I don't, the only way I'm. Mm-hmm. Continue. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. I'm like, well, now I can't tell if like I was up there today, like unconsciously. I don't know if like I heard the noise and I was just like, hey, shut up up there. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, fuck. I was like, well, I got to start cleaning up that installation if I'm going to be going up there and yelling at that raccoon. Well, that's actually Jenny's fault because I don't know how many um, episodes I've heard where she's wishing for raccoons. <laughs> I he, manifested it, this. Yeah, and Eric even says, you're always wanting raccoons. What's up with that? And you have a raccoon now. Well, I, I told her. particularly fat. Well, she said, I want a raccoon. I was like, uh, you do have one. It's clearly up there. So <laughs> there I've seen go. it. It's been captured on our cameras. So that's crazy, man. Next it's a big is one. It is a very big raccoon. Yes. Next mm. is the possum family. No, mm. possum family. Yeah, you could get from my house. I was like, well, you want them to chew something electrical? Just <laughs> I want them to be my pets. But any who's. <laughs> Yeah, that was pretty much it. I, I I wish a woman would say that about me. <laughs> anyway. Oh my God. <laughs> Woo, that was a sigh. I know. <laughs> I'm going to start cutting those out. That's what I'm going to start do doing. Do it. I don't care. <laughs> Dude, you do that, you're going to cut the show down to like 30 minutes. Yeah, that, that, that sigh is, uh, what is it, Nicolas Cage and uh, Con Air? Where yeah. the, the breeze is just hitting them? <laughs> Yeah, my my sister just. Yep. Whatever. I'm sure she asks herself how we're related sometimes, but. Meh. It's there. It's there. <laughs> she notices it. Anywho's, um, all right. I think we are ready to get into the story, right? Yeah. Yes. And what were we been doing waiting? Uh, this is what? the second part for the the Becker's haunting. Yeah. The... And you know, I I wanna I wanna go back and I one I wanna mm. apologize because. You know, we we were a little bit uh, over over uh, excited, and we were interrupting a little bit too much, and maybe you didn't get too many of the details that you wanted to. Oh no, we got everything in. No, well, did okay. So then, did you know about the fucking floating broom that would always come out of the closet? Uh, that is uh, some 
other tenants that I am going to discuss about today. Are you sure? Yes. Because I thought those were the things that happened to George as well. Because George, oh, so that what does the, does the 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 moving candy bowl also happen to other tenants? Um, I think I don't know about the moving candy bowl, but uh, George was the best friend that did not live there. Edwin is our main person, right? Right. And then um, the people that move. So, so who is the blind relative? Uh, that's George. That's his best friend. Right. Or mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So he's the one that had the inflatable doll. <laughs> no. So that so what's her name? His wife had a bowl of candy that would constantly move on the table, and George was very skeptical about it, right? And uh, she she they they did an experiment, and they proved to George, who even though he was blind, still was uh, somewhat skeptical about it because he they they actually witnessed it happening and stuff. Hmm. So there were there were some details that that I was I was actually kind of feeling kind of shitty that uh, well, we may have interrupted you that we didn't get to. Well, the the only source that I used was the book. So if you heard it somewhere else, that who wrote the book? The actual guy Edwin Becker. He actually gets divorced, doesn't he? No. 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 Or well, uh, not during the timeline of the book or the forty years afterwards. Okay. 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 But um, there there is a couple that does get divorced, but we could talk about that later. Um, but anywho's, um, let's go ahead and sit back and relax and we'll get started on the second part of the Becker's haunting. Okay, so the last episode we dropped off at Ed, uh, Edwin and Marsha's realization that the elderly woman on the steps was actually a ghost. Uh, During this time period, Edwin managed to bump into Walter while he was outside, and if you don't remember, Walter is the neighbor. Uh, Edwin hopped the fence as he did last time and had a conversation about the mother that had previously died in the house. Uh, He started rapid firing questions off to Walter, like, what did she look like? What did she wear? What color was her hair? The color of her eyes? And Walter was able to say a couple of words that were matching the description of the elderly woman. And it was then Edwin was able to confirm that it was the mother that he was seeing. Uh, Edwin told Walter, I saw her. And Walter wasn't surprised, but only warned Edwin, if she's there, be careful of any others that could be there. Ooh. Yeah, and and we'll we'll meet who he's talking about. <laughs> um, Are they nice? Clearly not. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, he also encouraged Edwin to go to the church rectory in person to ask for help. And in the last episode, we talked about how Father Barnes uh, basically ran out of the house after giving a blessing mm. that really didn't work. Um, so that night, uh, or that same night, Edwin hurriedly told Marcia of the exchange confirming the woman's identity with Walter. Uh, frightened, Marsha begged for him to let her go home to her mom's house in Tulsa with the baby for a week. Mm-hmm. So she mentioned being home alone all the time with the baby since giving birth and just how it really affected her and like be like just being alone all the time after giving birth and just oh, being yeah, a newborn yeah, yeah. without having a haunting uh, sounds hard. So yeah. just I can only imagine her mental state at that point. I just want to say that I used to take women to the rector. So Edwin did send her to her mother's and it was the first time in four years that they were actually apart. So uh, when Edwin arrived back home from taking Marsha to the airport, his first floor tenant Dave was there to meet him and let him know that his electricity went out twice the previous night. Um, In the last episode, we mentioned about how uh, he thought Edwin shut his electricity off when he was playing records at night. Um, so Edwin. So they continuously, actually, I learned that they, that Edwin continuously had problems. So, uh, are you familiar with Edwin's profession? Yes, he's a computer programmer for IBM, and he he was a computer programmer in computer science. He he had a bachelor's or a master's or something along the lines, right? He was mm-hmm. educated, and he was a very logical person. Yeah. So when those electrical problems that he was having, like the flickering lights and all that, that's not to say that he wasn't trying to remedy those solutions or those those issues. 
uh, because he actually switched all the fixtures in the house and continued to have the problem. Yeah, <laughs> and and uh, in the past or the last episode also, I had mentioned like him having to do everything himself. So yeah, I feel yeah. like he was probably to the point like, no, I know I fixed this. Like, don't be complaining, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but um, these old houses, though, they, I mean... They had different types of fuses. Some of them had aluminum wiring, you know, so there, there, there could have been a lot of issues back then that mm -hmm. that, so, that uh, wasn't figured out, you know. Well, that and when the state of disrepair the house was in when he bought it, uh, he, he basically said that the previous owners, like, didn't keep up with it at all. So yeah, yeah. I can only imagine. And I it was, what is it, uh? The ugliest house. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Marcia said it was the ugliest house on the street. Yeah. <laughs> um, Edwin apologized and let him know that he he would call in an electrician, and had mentioned uh, that Marcia would be gone for the week. Uh, to Edwin's surprise, Dave said he and Ellen actually saw that coming, considering all of the arguing they had been doing lately. Uh, Edwin was a bit shocked, mainly because he knew it wasn't them that was arguing, uh, but didn't have the heart to tell Dave that it was a spectral couple he was hearing. That first night with Marsha out of the house, Edwin was introduced to a new way the ghosts could get to him. He opened a can of soup, put it on the stove, and before turning the stove on, he took their dog Holly out for a walk. When he returned to his kitchen, though, smoke was coming from the pot. Something had turned the burner on while Edwin and Holly were out. Um, this was when Edwin was confused, since previously everything else that had been happening wasn't really dangerous, just uh, more annoying than anything. Um, but this incident, like this turning on the stove and everything, he was like, this could cause damage. Like, this is a bit scary now. <laughs> like, like I said, very logical guy. Like, he, yeah. he, uh, he tried to apply his uh, rational mind to all the, the happenings and mm -hmm. stuff. Because I even think that he, like, when the, when the bathroom thing was happening, he went and changed those stoppers. Like, mm -hmm. he put the, the stoppers that are attached to the... Uh, to like a mechanism that he raises and lowers like the, the more traditional ones now mm -hmm. and it continued to still happen yeah um are you cold i'm so cold right now <laughs> what? What? Um, are you really yes <laughs> okay anywho's <laughs> what anyways <laughs> after that he lost his appetite and went to bed with holly and the cat uh, Wait, uh, hold on we, we're gonna use your apparatus that we have here 71 degrees i am cold do you want me to put my foot on you because it's freezing Ew. do you have <laughs> socks on i do not who in this table has socks on right now i have shoes I we have all shoes. have shoes you know damn socks. well i hate wearing socks yeah. anyways since you were a child that was always a so thing. let us let us say that out of the four adults <laughs> she is the only one not wearing shoes or socks at the table just throwing that out there. Anyways. 71 degrees. My sister was terrible at hide and seek because you could just follow the feet tracks. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> just, squishy. Yeah, don't... Uh, uh, <laughs> audience, don't think she's in a meat locker or something. She is in a very, I'm... very room temperature room. 71 degrees with lamps behind her, like some kind of uh, amphibious yeah. creature. <laughs> yes. And she has a hoodie on. And hoodie, yes. Yeah. yes Anyways... Um, after this incident, he lost his appetite and went to bed with Holly and the cat. And I don't think I've ever mentioned the cat's name is just Kitty. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, around 2 a.m. Yeah, around 2 a.m. though, Holly was up and growling at the door while the cat hissed. The light in the kitchen was on and shining into his bedroom. He got up to find the kitchen empty as expected. Uh, there and what was that that's lola oh my god lola you scared the fuck yeah, out of me i know even <laughs> i thought the fucking bear was making the noise jesus <laughs> christ that scared me um all of the people here in the house are a little 
<laughs> jumpy. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, so he get so he sees the light shining in the kitchen and he gets up and goes over there and the kitchen is empty and he's just like, okay. And he just sits down to smoke and just wonder what the hell's going on in his house. So the next morning, as he wakes up to get ready for work, he felt that pang of loneliness without his wife and daughter around. Uh, so he did his morning routine and of the coffee and the bath. And as he got ready to leave, he realized he couldn't find his keys. Uh, confused more than anything because he would usually leave his keys in the same spot, he searched all over. And the keys turned up to be in the kitchen sink drain, where the key to the garage was bent almost into a perfect L. Yes, that's right. Yes, and um, in in his description, he's talking about like going like in the fridge and going in like the drawers yeah, and cabinets, yeah. and they ended up in there somehow. Um, so when so are you ever going to get to where you uh where well i guess it would come up at the end where each and every family because this is multiple like this goes across multiple families mm -hmm. and each one of them kind of gives their own description of what they feel like this entity was and everyone gives a, a different description but that's because uh i believe they said that there were multiple entities in there right mm -hmm. it I think it just depends on which apartment they were st staying in. Right, right. Because there was the sobbing woman that, that will later be described, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, okay, okay. Okay, so uh, so when he gets to work, he asks the foreman there to straighten out his key. And he did with no, like, questions. He's just like, here's your key. Um, so he returned home later with the phone off of its cradle, as usual, and got Holly to take her out for a walk. Uh, as he was going outside, Dave met him and asked if he could walk and talk with him. Uh, during this time uh, they were chatting, Dave described himself as a Canadian Indian and spoke to Edwin of his culture superstition. Uh, during this walk, Edwin was wearing a pinky ring that had a black gem in it, which Dave pointed out was bad luck in his culture, saying, My people believe that a black stone breeds evil spirits. I know. Okay. I'm just like, oh. Well, also, I was just like, wow, this like, <laughs> this visual I have of Edwin is completely changed, knowing he wears a pinky ring. Why? <laughs> I don't know. Think he's like a pimp now or something. Or, is that well, what it is? I don't know. <laughs> Cold blood. It was the '70s. Yeah. Oh, true, true. <laughs> a lot of stuff is in play around that time. Um, so that night after the return to the apartment, Edwin just makes himself a sandwich and works into the night going to bed only after he could barely keep his eyes open. Uh, the following morning, again, Edwin does his routine of uh, having a coffee and then taking a bath, and again, his keys are missing. Uh, this time, angry about it, Edwin just begins searching frantically, speaking out loud to Ben, saying, You son of a bitch, where are my keys? And he finally did find them, out of sight on the top part of a cabinet. Again, the garage key was bent into the shape of an L, and this time he tried bending the key back in place himself, but broke it in two. Damn. Um, yeah, so as you can imagine, he's pissed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that Fucking Ben. I know. Dang it, Ben. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that day, Edwin returns home for lunch and asks to speak with Ellen. Uh, he tried to be coy and asked her if anything strange happened since they moved in. And she's like trying to feign ignorance. And she's like, like what? <laughs> I wouldn't have been able to play that game. Like, <laughs> Soup's on fire here. <laughs> so Edwin tried mentioning the electricity going out. But Ellen just finally spills out. I know what you mean, like the footsteps on the back of the porch at night, or my dishes crashing to the floor, yeah, or how about yeah. the inside basement door opening all day by itself after it's been locked? Uh, is that what you're talking about? <laughs> oh, I, I would have been like, yeah, what's with the sass? Well, that, that I can, I'm just saying, I know how a woman would react like that. You're gatekeeping, is that what you're doing? No, I'm just saying that I know how she would be able to 
to just start rapid firing like don't be stupid oh yeah <laughs> um so Ed- the man that that got her the house he's being dumb that no, made the hot soup. no he's talking about <laughs> no ellen is the downstairs neighbor oh okay oh El- my bad e- ellen is uh that's even Dave's worse wife. i would have been like girl <laughs> i'm raising your rant <laughs> <laughs> so anywho's uh edwin's response was asking if she told dave and of course she did not because she knew he was superstitious and would rather move out than stay uh she then admitted that she knew the apartment was haunted the first week they started living there but she just thought it was the first floor only After a bit more chatting, Ellen let him know that she wasn't scared for the most part except for the plates that broke. The following day, Edwin went in person to visit with Father Barnes, and he's the the person that was supposed to bless their house previously. The guy that ran out on them? Yes. Oh, he did a half-assed job. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Edwin is being kept waiting for some time in his office and he thinks that they're probably just trying to like wait for him to like leave because that's how long that they have him waiting uh when father barnes does arrive he seems annoyed and unwelcoming again edwin requests that he bless his home and again the father refuses edwin finally just said it out loud father we have ghosts and i think you know that And this is when Father Barnes says, I do not get involved in these types of things. The church does not get involved in these types of things. Um, so Edwin then let Father Barnes know that he had been Catholic all his life and was even an altar boy. So he knows that this shouldn't be a big deal for him to just go pray at the house. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, You owe me. Yeah. You owe me. Was this a small town? I mean, was this literally the no, only Chicago. Catholic church? I mean, why didn't you just go to the next? Uh, I think uh, it was the the church that they attended, I think. So what? This guy ain't helping? Go to another priest. <laughs> <laughs> well. It, Makes yeah. so much sense, I know. You, okay, well, it was the 70s. You don't know all the priests, you know. Some of them can be a little. Stop. Apprehensive <laughs> of of you going in there and saying, "Hey, there's a ghost in my house. Pray for me." You know what would be the excuse to 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 reel him in? You know, what? like because oh. he, he he's talking about a priest, like not getting another priest. You already know, you already have the notion of your house being haunted. Mm-hmm. What would be your premise? Because priests, when they ask you stuff, like, "So what church do you go to?" You know, how come you're not getting your priest to do it? What's going on? You know, oh. they they would have. You know what I mean? I, I, They would want to know why he was. Yeah, because well, I remember when we were doing uh, communion, not communion, uh, baptism. Uh, baptism. You know, I'm used to, you know, priests and the way that they are. But Jen was like, "This guy is really riding me right now. Like, what is his problem?" I was like, "That's how they all are." Like, <laughs> she's like, well, "Why is he asking?" I was like, "They all ask a million questions." Like, <laughs> I was like, "You wouldn't have made it in Catholic school." <laughs> Anyways, so uh, again, uh, the father refuses him, and the father even suggests to Edwin that he needs counseling. Uh, Edwin understandably becomes angry. There's something wrong with you. Yeah, basically, and he says, Father, I only understand that you are willing to accept my donations, but heaven help me if I need something from the church. Damn. <laughs> I know. Yeah, no shit. Damn. Um, The only thing I understand is that our relationship is a one-way street. You never hesitate to ask for donations, but now that a parishioner needs just a little of your time, what do I get? Oof. I know. So this is when the father excuses himself from their meeting, and Edwin later realizes he was probably waiting for him to lose his temper, so he had an excuse to leave. <laughs> He's, I'm gonna make that boy crack, <laughs> so I can do the Steve Urkel thing and be like, I don't have to take this. I'm going to my church so, where there's no ghosts. Oh my god! <laughs> so all of this is happening on Edwin's lunch. So he returns to work, like still upset. And Edwin goes to his manager and requests the remainder of the week off, which they approve. So he goes home, asks Dave and Ellen to look after the animals, which they happily agree to do. And he was off to his nonstop trip to arrive at 6 a.m. Uh, the next day at Tulsa to his wife and daughter. So when the family does arrive back a week later, uh, Dave approaches Edwin and let him lets him know immediately that they're going to be moving out 
and please accept this as their 90-day notice. (laughs) Uh, Somewhat taken aback, Edwin asks if it was something they did. Dave tells him, no, but we can't live in this situation. That's when Edwin knew that Dave found out the place was haunted. Uh, Dave began to tell him that it was a nightmare while they were gone. They heard fights upstairs, screaming, furniture crashing around, and Edwin asked if they could meet tomorrow night to discuss everything, and Dave agreed. When Edwin went upstairs to inspect the apartment to make sure there was no robbery, he found everything in its place except for a large, heavy upholstered chair. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and so he w- he mentions that their apartment has, like, really thick... Uh, is it called shag yeah, carpet? Yeah, shag carpet. Um, oh, thick shag. <laughs> so, uh, you piqued my interest. He, he mentions that there's like no marks in this carpet to show that where the car- or where the couch was dragged, or I shouldn't say couch, the upholstered chair was dragged, and that you would assume that there would be. So after confirming everything was safe, Marsha and the baby come inside, and they are all soon asleep. As Edwin uh, is, like, drifting off to sleep, he hears the sounds of the heavy footsteps coming up the back stairs again. Marsha asks, what's that? And not wanting to scare her, Edwin said, it's probably Dave bringing Holly back. So he goes outside, but there's no Dave. So he turned on the porch light, and that's when Dave does come up with Holly saying, see what I mean? So, yeah, he saw you heard it. So Ed re- uh, Edwin reassured him that they'd speak tomorrow night and that they could talk more about what happened. In the morning, Edwin encounters the key problem again. Uh, so at first, he's trying not to be obvious that he was looking for his keys in front of Marsha until he starts having to look like in stranger places. Uh, he So imagine like he's going like in the cutlery drawer and whatnot the stove yeah (laughs) um so finally she asks him what in the world are you doing and he told her i'm looking for my keys and when he did find the keys again the garage door key brand new was bent in the shape of an l so marcia was understandably upset so edwin gave marcia the go-ahead to talk with ellen (laughs) 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 so uh, edwin gives marcia the go-ahead to talk with ellen uh since the cat's out of the bag it's haunted everybody knows uh previously he had told her not to form a friendship with her uh to maintain that landlord tenant relationship uh before Edwin even leaves, Ellen is upstairs with her baby talking to Marsha about the events that have been happening in her apartment. Uh, Ellen says for the most part, she's not scared, um, but there was one day she saw a figure of a man standing in her daughter Laura's doorway. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and he just steps in. So Ellen rushes to the room to protect her baby, expecting to have to fight someone off. But instead, she finds Laura with her arms outstretched, standing in her crib as if she's waiting to be picked up. Ooh. Yeah, and so Ellen's confused because um, she always thought that like her baby was like a blessing because she was always like so quiet and didn't have trouble sleeping and just wasn't one of the type of babies that she would always need a lot of attention once she was put down. Wow, um, why would you do that to a kid? <laughs> and anyways, um It was the seventies, a different time. Shut yeah. up. <laughs> you could put it down. Did you have to take it to an institution to do that? No, you or? could do it yourself. Oh man, oh, that is gosh. a different time. Anywho's um <laughs> No, you could leave them in the car. Oh yeah, I remember those times. I remember being left in a yeah, car. I was oh left gosh. in the car multiple times. Anyways, yeah, I was too. Um just it was so hot. Yeah, you just gotta take yeah, deep breaths. Yep. <laughs> What? Roll down the window. When you took the deep breath, blow it on you as well because yeah. it would cool you down. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Anywho's, um, this is when Ellen realizes her baby is probably sharing a room with one of the ghosts. Uh, that night, Ellen has Dave move the baby's room to the middle room, and she just gives the excuse that she's worried she won't hear her when she cries because they are in the back room and Laura is in the front room. God damn! How big is this apartment? It does seem it, to be it, actually it quite big. It sounds right. Like I would have been like, 
ugly, but you got space, girl. <laughs> <laughs> we got to go to the upstairs, downstairs, walk around. We got yeah, no a tenant. Shit. Like they, I feel like they bought a whole apartment complex. The yeah, way that's that's what they're it making it like, seem. Yeah. Well, like, it is a duplex. So when well, women she, are never happy. Oh my god. Anyways, so when she describes the man that she saw, she said that he was a tall, very slender man, around five ten or five eleven, but that his face was disfigured. She also shared about the chandelier in their apartment. Uh, she says that uh, it would only sway when Ellen was nearby or if she was within view. She would never walk into the room and see it swaying. Uh, Excuse me. It would only begin uh, after she was actually like conscious and aware of the chandelier. Another issue was the basement door. Uh, even though it had a lot a latch, it was always being opened. And in one instance, the baby in her walker almost fell down the steps. Oh damn! Yeah. So the couple blamed each other all the time, but uh, Ellen realized it was being opened even when Dave wasn't home. It seemed that whatever ghost they had also didn't li like him playing records. At first, oh, yeah. yeah, so at first they thought Edwin was turning off the electricity because he didn't like them playing records, but they realized even when they were playing it so low that they wouldn't be able to hear it upstairs, the electricity was still being shut off. Well, what what records were they playing? I mean, if they're not playing like Kiss or Rock and Roll, yeah, I would say maybe yeah. like some Chuck Berry, you know, something. Oh, no, I, Chuck I, Berry, I, I wouldn't turn on Chuck Berry. The Carpenters, or something. I would turn off Perry Como. I don't think it was ever described what they were listening to. So they wait. They wanted to to, to stop playing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and this is the seventies. Yeah, maybe like some ABBA. Um, what, I, don't, I don't know. Um, ABBA. <laughs> What is it? Wasn't a. This is. Gary Glitter? I don't Maybe. Know that Gary is. Glitter. Yeah. yeah. I would shut off Gary Glitter. Yeah, something like that <laughs> would be funny. God. Anyways. Um, Ellen was. There goes all our old listeners. Our old <laughs> listeners. God. So Ellen was. <laughs> They're all like, how old is Jesse? <laughs> referencing Gary Glitter? Um, so Ellen was able to confirm the smell of burning wood constantly coming from the basement as well. Uh, they just attributed it to Edwin uh, downstairs burning stuff, even though... Uh, they... Burning soup, goddammit. <laughs> um, they even talked about constantly hearing heavy footsteps in the back stairs the way Edwin and Marsha did. Uh, soon after, the families were openly talking about their haunting. Edwin's Aunt Helen, uh, around this time, went into hospice care. That was um, the favorite aunt, right? Correct. And she's the one that went checking all the all the rooms yes. yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so while speaking about the house, uh, she's just like, oh, how's it going? Blah, blah, blah. Uh, they casually mentioned the haunting to her. And she's like, yeah, I knew. I could sense it while I was there. and <laughs> Wait, do you want to hear a quick funny story? Sure. Because of last week where I was I was joking about how uh, Moni was their favorite aunt. Mm -hmm. I asked Mason. It, uh, I, asked, <laughs> I asked him. I was like, hey, Thea Jenny's your favorite aunt, right? And he looked at me like it, so at first I thought he was he was like confused about the answer. Mm -hmm. And I was like, so she's not your favorite aunt? And he was like, she's weird. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. Jenny actually loves that answer. Yeah. Like, yeah, she's actually going to like that answer. It's yeah. like, you better know. <laughs> oh, well, I'm oh, no. surprised that he just wasn't like, who's the uh, Jenny? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, they know Salvador. Yeah. They know Salvador. Yeah, that, that's your Sal's mom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sal's mom. Yeah, that's what it is. Just like uh, your wife is uh, somehow some kind of... Uh, Authority figure in oh, South yeah. Park. <laughs> She's her a principal. Yeah, her power carries across. <laughs> like, I don't know what rank she holds, but... It's high up there. <laughs> Especially when he was like... <laughs> so he's like, I'm going to tell Dion. The, like, he, he knows. He's not like, <laughs> she holds a higher rank than him. I know it. <laughs> I wish he would do that in the bedroom. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> he's all uh, doppelganger time. <laughs> She's just dumb. There we go. All right. So, anywho's, 
Um, so Aunt Helen, we're getting back to her. Um, so she's telling them, yeah, I could sense them at my last visit. Um, and she shares the story of her own where she lived in a haunted apartment with her parents when she was younger. Um, she encourages Edwin to sell the house and to wear a blessed crucifix. Um, and I think it's during this time that she also shares the book uh, with with Marsha of The Exorcist. But they never read it. or Well, they hadn't read it yet. Uh, when they actually did get an exorcism on the house, they, they hadn't read it yet, thankfully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like you said, I mean, uh, The Exorcist had only come out, like, what, two years later yeah, or so? Very thoughtful gift. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so when they returned home, they found Holly in the kitchen, but could not find their cat anywhere. So they're, oh, no, not kitty. Yeah. So they're frantically searching, and they realize that the window that they usually uh, left open wasn't searched. So 20 feet below their window on the concrete pavement was their cat. <gasps> so Edwin calls out to her, and she doesn't move. And he rushes downstairs, and miracul miraculously, Kitty is unharmed, not a scratch. And she was taken back upstairs. So uh, Marsha's hysterical and claims the ghosts were trying to kill her. And Edwin reassures her that that was unlikely because Kitty was an overweight house cat that would not have survived <laughs> that fall and likely was floated down to that spot. Uh, what the fuck? I know. Can you imagine a fat, like, little cat just like floating down <laughs> no I, I can't imagine why they were so frantic about the cat but they'll put their kid down i I've, i would have had a completely different take i would be like goddamn baby in the cat what about my soup Stop. <laughs> leave the soup the, the alone soup is, is, the soup got me it got, got me heated oh, yeah. it's like oh, yeah. as a mexican you know i i can imagine taking no this, this ugly dog my maruchan oh, yeah. is on the thing he burned it it was the last shrimp i don't i don't like pork i, I would have been upset Oh me and this ghost would I, whatever spirits here in the house they know like if he's got soup on the stove just let the man be <laughs> he's very he's very close to the edge no soup for you yeah oh my gosh so anywho's um it's so this last visit with aunt helen was the last time they would actually see her alive uh she passes away soon after so the day of the funeral the family takes the day off and when they return home Ellen goes up to their apartment with them, uh, sure that the apartment would be in disarray based on the noises she heard, but like before, everything was in its place. That night, Holly again woke them up uh, with growling and this time did attack at something. When Edwin turned on the light, there was nothing there, of course, and Holly was just whimpering. The following morning, as Edwin took Holly out, uh, you know, to do her business, she jumped the fence and was never seen again. Oh, shit. Damn, she was the smartest one. <laughs> she just booked it. Damn, yeah, she was damn. So like, I'm okay, guys. <laughs> so um, I read the book. That's, uh, <laughs> that's crazy. So Walter was outside next door, and uh, he tells Edwin, I'll keep an eye out for her during the day, but uh, to come over like right now. So Edwin jumps over the fence, and he immediately starts asking if there was ever a tall, slender man with a distorted face that died in the house. And Walter just solemnly answers, Henry. He was the one that died on the first floor under mysterious circumstances. Ooh. So Edwin added he could probably tell which room it was, too, knowing that he was seen in the front room of baby Laura. Marsha was upset and scared, and she begged for Edwin to uh, for to allow them to move, but Edwin says they can't because they don't have any money. After selling closing costs and everything, he determined they'd only have around three hundred dollars, three hundred and twenty dollars, to find another place to live. Around this time is when Marsha decided she would be taking matters into her own hands and found a group called the Psychic Awareness Group in the Yellow Pages. <laughs> That's right. Gotta That's right. love the, the phone book in those days, man. <laughs> they have anything. Yeah, and I think it was uh, psychic mediums that she looked under. <laughs> 
So uh, the... I, I got to go to Lito's house to see if they have old, <laughs> old phone books and see oh, what yeah. you can find. You, oh, you'd be because you would. I remember everybody's shtick was to be like a a a a a yeah something to be like the first ones on there. Oh yeah, oh, that's yeah. funny. Look, yeah. this is how I have you guys on on contacts. <laughs> Look. A A Jesse, A A A Eric. That was like that was the shtick, and then uh, same thing in the newspapers. You were able to take out a an ad in a specific, and it would be like I don't know whatever it is that you were trying to think, and then your phone number because you would try to save as much money as possible. Oh, like, like the we ought a baby, it's a boy <laughs> from that. Oh commercial. yeah, <laughs> uh, sure, yeah. Like there you, you don't go. Remember? Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like exactly like that. That is exactly. That's yeah. what I choose to fucking remember. Yeah, that say, is... say your name and you would say the message really yeah. fast. Come pick me up. The movie's over. <laughs> Bye. Yeah. <laughs> you accept charges? No, but you already knew what the yeah. message was. What was that? It was collect calls. Collect calls. Yeah. Okay. Did I don't remember ever doing that, but no, because you had quarters. We gave you money, baby. Okay. Um. <laughs> That's th- those calls were like. You lost everything. You found a payphone. You were literally just let out of jail. Um, you know it, that was like the Hard last. Times. Yeah, that was yeah. like the last ditch attempt to like oh, get I saved. I see. Okay, well, unless the person had a pager, then that would be same thing. You still needed a phone to call the pager, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. True, true. I forgot about that. You still got to do the twenty-five cents. Anywho's okay. So. uh how i don't understand how pagers worked but whatever um the day ellen contacted them the group arrived so she called them in the morning they were there at night it was a group of four two men and two women uh the women were the actual psychics the first was named martha and seemed to walk around feeling things and sort of drifted as she explored um the second was named Beverly, and she spoke highly of her abilities, being able to read tarot, tea leaves, and the sort. And uh, <laughs> Edwin uh, tends to enter his own commentary in italics in the book, and uh, he puts in there, like, what does tea leaves have to do with my haunting? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, his, some of his commentary is very funny. Um while Marcia gave the psychics a tour of the entire house, Edwin stayed with the two men as they set up their equipment in the kitchen in an attempt to record the evening. While on the first floor apartment, Ellen took over the tour and showed the hot spots to the two psychics. When Martha entered the first room, she noticeably covers her chest with her arms folded and walks right back out. And she says... That room was the home of one of the ghosts. He was a very sick individual who died a violent death. Um, And that is, uh, she's talking about Henry. So shortly after the group went back up to the second floor kitchen to begin the seance, the group held hands, they said prayers, and spoke directly to the spirits. As if for performance, the door of the kitchen slowly swung open. Ooh, creepy. Yeah, I know. I'm just like, oh, so theatrical. Just, yeah, it's just <laughs> me. Uh, <laughs> the couple don't know if they were done with this with their seance or if the group was just so scared, but they packed up their belongings as quickly as they could and flew out of the house, claiming that the ghosts were supposedly banished now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what, what year was this book released? Um, this was, I want to say, tw- in the early 2010s. So, oh, okay, the, interesting. The 2010s. When they had the psychics, um, did the man... Like did they take him? To, they took him to all the spots where like all the stuff had happened. The the women were the sidekicks, but yes, yeah, they, they did t- take him. Did they take him to where the soup was burnt? Oh so my God, could... Jesus! I thought this was a serious question. <laughs> I'm, I'm being very serious. You don't understand I, the importance of this soup. I give would... me that echo. <laughs> give her the echo, please. You want the echo? Okay, I'll give you the echo. Here, here, here. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Okay, there. Oh. <sighs> there you go. You dork. <laughs> All right. Wait, we have a new new toy. You know. <laughs> yeah. This actually it sounds a lot um, like the movie Poltergeist from 1980s. I don't. Uh, I get a lot of I get a lot of feel so, about that. That's why I was wondering when the book was released because oh, I, I was wondering. So was that a no on the soup though? Jesus. <clears throat> 
I was wondering Did if that's they ever they mention that what thing. kind of soup he was cooking? It was chicken noodle soup, I yeah. believe. Oh, oh, soup. I would have been so upset. Yeah, so because upset. that like has the, the right amount of fucking so MSG upset. and just can, sodium. Can you imagine stuff? trying to scrape that off? Yeah, that's what I said. I would have been that so upset. I'm, up, I'm still upset right now. Holy shit. I can't with y'all. What? <laughs> Anywho's. Um, oh, wait, wait, do it again. What? Anywho's. <laughs> <laughs> that was like surround sound. Especially imagine back then if you would have bought like Campbell's and you burned it. Was there even Campbell's back then? Yes. yes. Oh. Jennifer. Jesus, I don't know. Yeah, I know. That, that was actually, at the, that's what I'm saying. It was at the probably the only. Only, yes, um, that was able to, like, if you got something else, it would be like. Um, Hill Country Fair. No, there was no. <laughs> I think it was like uh, Betty Crocker and like Din- Dinty Moore, which is like a terrible. I'm sorry if you guys like it. It's a terrible brand for me personally. Well, you know, you get that nice Campbell soup. You yeah. walk your dog. The right amount of sodium and yeah, MSG. You mix and a little bit of water in there. Lemon. Let that, let, let that. Lemon. You know, he, he didn't even turn it on, right? Mm-hmm. He's like, I'll be back for you, baby girl. <laughs> <laughs> I need to make sure that yeah. you croak at yeah. the perfect temperature. Because you don't want your soup too hot. Yeah. But yeah. you don't want it too cold. And you know, and that's something that my wife doesn't understand. She, she'll she like call me when the food is fucking piping lava volcanic hot. And it's, let the motherfucker cool as, down. As, as I want to taste it. I don't want to. <laughs> yeah. And as much as Jen's over here, that she got soup because it was like 90 degrees at one time. And she's like, I want some hot soup. That was literally Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> I, was like, I want some hot soup. And I was like, OK. And she's like, I, I wish they would let it cool down. <laughs> and I'm like, she's giving this man gripe because, you know, they burn his soup. But she's over here like, man, they, they really make this soup too hot. And there's a there's an art to the soup. There really is. Goddamn ghosts. <laughs> Spooky business should not be uh, involved with uh, with soup. Just so you know. What? Sorry. Why are you like this? <laughs> <laughs> what? It, it's a it's a very traumatic event. What's your favorite soup? Uh, to what? Any soup. I mean, it depends on like Here the temperature. I go derailing us yeah i mean it just depends on the temperature like i'm not gonna ask for caldo when it's 100 degrees why not it's, it's like 100 <laughs> degrees man okay well okay so here i'll give you my favorite soup right well i don't even know if it would be considered a soup but uh, the chicken gnocchi i don't know if it if it, ha- if it has a broth it's a soup i'll go with chicken gnocchi that would be my i'm soup. simple i like ramen with fritos Holy shit, I've yeah. never heard of Fritos. So, yeah, ramen. dude, I put Fritos. Hot chili Fritos, actually. Oh, so shit. I'll, the chili Fritos with, 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 with ramen. Minus three, it would be uh, menudo, uh, miso, and then... Um, Horny. No, that's that's a, that's a different type of soup. <laughs> that's a soup everybody got to make. Uh, fuck, what is... Um, it's, it's got like a pork belly in You're it. And then like... Yeah, it's weird. It's like really creamy rich. It's, it's, uh, I forgot. They even have like the little boiled egg in there and whatnot. Ramen? Yeah. Yeah, ramen. Yeah, yeah. But it, it's a specific one because no, it's, it's not. I like a, packaged ramen. It's not a thin one, but you can use the package on it. It's just, it depends on the, the bone broth. But, anyways, and then after that, I know it's going to sound weird, but I do like uh, gazpacho. I like me some cold. Oh, I thought you were going to say like lentil or something. Uh, lentil is, is there, but, you know, it, it holds a different thing because it was uh, with shri- uh, shrimp patties or during oh, Lent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, nalga broth. I think you were talking about yeah, tonkatsu ramen. There you go, tonkatsu. That's it right there. Yeah. yeah. Look at my fancy. I ass. used to like the sweat of the volleyballs. Jesus Christ. We're gonna edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't say female or male, so Yeah, don't be sexist here. <laughs> huh? Anyways, okay. So uh Martian and Was it the mental image that you had? Is that what it was? Did you flash that? What? No, I'm just so like like just you know the the safety alarm with the red alert. And it's like, ah! <laughs> That's what's going on in my head. Oh, okay. So she is the dog with the fire all around her. Just <laughs> like, this, this is fine. fine. <laughs> Wait, don't I have a pin somewhere back there? No, I got it specifically for it. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, so Marsha and Edwin have a good laugh uh, at the group that basically ran out of there and decided to call the other listing in the yellow pages uh, that might help them. And this group was called 
Illinois Psychic Research. They figured if they didn't help them, they could at least get a good laugh out of it. So between the first psychic visit and the second, Edwin got another dog. Uh, this time it was a full-grown gray poodle, uh, and the same as the previous, or well, this was named Princess, but, uh, what? Oh, sorry. Are you telling me to keep going? No, I'm saying we're at one hour. Oh, oh, wow. Fuck, really? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Oh, shoot. Then we might have to do a three-parter nice that's scary well, why least, is that scary because that's a lot of talking um <laughs> i lost my place though um I, I think i think it would be a good cut off because if i'm not mistaken the nbc broadcast is the next portion after the next few yeah uh, actually when when they yeah because that's this is gonna lead into um or well, the this new psychic research group is gonna lead into the NBC thing. Um, but let me let me find back to my thing about princess. Um, I this has noticeably way more uh, text. It's quite scary. Oh, okay. Anywho's so princess wakes up in the middle of the night and she's growling. But unlike Holly, like princess goes fucking berserk. In oh, yeah, room. fucking poodles are, are like, actually, vicious. Yeah, they're actually quite scary when they get angry. Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, you know, I, I actually did have a very, like, uh, uh, what, god damn it, what, what's the word for where I was like, man, you own a poodle? That's kind of like a pussy dog. Oh, no. But oh, then, like you kind of no, no, no. upon them? But then I, I, I worked with a guy who owned a poodle, and he showed me, like, his dude, right, his mm -hmm. fucking poodle, and I was like... Dude, your poodle looks badass, man. Like they're fucking <laughs> like full, a, three foot. I like what's his name? Uh, Linus. Yes, Linus. I like Linus. Linus has little Hawaiian shirts. Um, what? Yeah, doesn't Linus wear Hawaiian shirts? Oh, talking about you're, you're talking yeah, about yeah, yeah, yeah. you're talking about like the smaller breed poodle. No, no, I'm talking no. About... Princess, princess is the full breed poodle, but we're talking yeah. about how cute oh, Linus is. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to Linus. <laughs> I hope he hears this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What he's all they're talking about me, Dad. <laughs> well, I hope with all our soup talk, we get like all the soup groups, you know. Oh, the soup groups. <laughs> anyways, so they're so, out there. So, anyways, Princess is going berserk. She's ready to fight even after the lights turn on. Uh, the following morning, though, just like Holly, Princess runs away, jumps over the fence, never to be seen again. God, Ooh, they, they, they never like chase their dogs. They, they never chase no, their dogs. He tries to chase them, but like they are like running. I, they're dogs. Yeah, they're running for their life. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> well, you know what? So much for obedience. Well, it was a full grown when they got it. So yeah, it, it also was a full grown. Yeah, dog. there was, was in, no loyalty. There he was yet. like that. Ghost burnt soup. I cannot stay here. <laughs> I'm sorry. He's gonna fuck up my food. Too. Yeah, he's like, I don't. That's that's atrocious. Anyways, okay. So Eric was mentioning we're already at an hour, so we're probably gonna cut this off because I have probably another hour's. Mom worth. didn't do that for me. What? <laughs> I don't. I didn't understand that, but I'm not gonna ask you to to elaborate. She's off, but it is getting cut. <laughs> <laughs> I um, wish my mom did that. That's what I'm saying. That, yeah, that's what I'm saying. She didn't, she didn't get it, but she's like, it is that is getting edited out. Anyways, so um, I guess we're gonna have to uh, to to cut it right it's here. It's already an hour. Part three. It's part already three. an hour, and we barely like bantered until we got to the soup. So I mean, you're cutting half of it anyway. No, I'm I'm not. You guys have been kind of okay. Okay. <laughs> Damn. Man. Hey, can you uh, can you put me back in the cave, please? <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll put you back in the cave. Lower him down. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait, wait. All right, there you go. All right, all right, all right, all right. Oh no. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Being down here, not so bad. Just gotta get a couple of crayons. I don't have to take notes. That's a good thing. Uh, yeah, cut off in the third episode of being down here. Why are you like this? Because a ghost burnt my soup when I was oh little. Oh, my God. That is my villain origin story. That's how it started. Please, sir, can you lower my soup? Yeah. 
It's not hot enough. <laughs> Anyways. So so how long is it? Is it? I mean, that's what she said. Um, sorry, I couldn't help it. <laughs> We're at an hour and one minute. Yeah, come on. You could do about 15 more minutes and we could... Or, well, it's because this is actually going to lead into a pretty big part. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you don't want to split that in half? No, I do not. Because uh, we're going to be introduced to the actual, like, legit. So let me ask you questions, and if we're not going to be doing the story. Um, So is this house still standing? You know what? I have not looked to see if it was still standing. Because that would be fucking cool to go over there, and I'd go to one of the rescue you know, dog rescue places, grab, I don't know how many dogs and see, you know, how they would react, man. Cause apparently they could see something. And, well, uh, I think if it was there, uh, I want to see the most, I'm a dirty dog. Well, I wouldn't get a paranormal team. I, I think I would just show up with different soups to kind of <laughs> see, see what would burn. Yes. Jesse. What he, maybe what is going on here. Like, maybe he didn't like that certain What's soup. Yeah. <laughs> But you know, I mean, in all reality, maybe maybe this ghost, when he was a, a, a kid, mom burned him with soup, and he just had flashbacks. There's, yeah, there's a whole well, thing well, to the soup. I mean, maybe, it maybe, is the y'all key, are, I think. maybe y'all are misinterpreting this, like, all completely. Maybe he really wanted soup, but, like, then he lost control and couldn't turn it or off. Or his maybe. little ghost right? hands like, think, left. Think, think ghost, <laughs> Okay, right? so Where, he like, saw the Campbell's. He learned how to pull, push the was can, like, and need... then he was like, oh, shit, I can't turn it off. Yeah, he's like, Campbell's, I got to get me in on some of this. Yeah, yeah. yeah maybe I, it was yeah. the whole intention was to yeah. actually eat the soup, and he realized, I don't <sighs> have a stomach. No, one, but he was probably like, damn, bro, I'm sorry I ruined your soup. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I will take care of your cat and make him float. <laughs> what? I mean, I, if I, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. If I, if I was a, a ghost and, uh, you know, you, I burnt your soup, I'd probably save your cat. You know, yeah, to, yeah. I, I, and you know? you're probably right, right? Cat was on the ledge of the window, fucking meatballs right there. I mean, you got to know that the, you know, no not to be a cat. dick, but. They're not that smart. They named him Kitty, so I got to watch out for him to begin with. I already burned that man's soup. Um, save the cat. Yeah. Save the cat. Kick the dog. Save the cat. Well, I mean, like, the dog is probably all right, but, you know, that full-grown poodle probably pissed him off. You know, they wanted a puppy. But uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Jennifer, you, you're right over there? Yes. Or, am I going in the in, in the whole... No, I'm actually looking to see if they ever... I'm actually not paying attention anymore. Uh, oh, I think it's supposed to come out this year, the movie. Ah, interesting. There better be uh, a, Martin, a Martin Scorsese type scene of the soup, <laughs> is what I'm saying. Is it after school special, Netflix? <laughs> um, I'm trying to find it, but he was on Paranormal Witness, it seems. Then, then he also does have an, a second book called True Haunting 2. Is he, this man still alive? He's um, probably in his 70s. I don't know to be 60s, honest. 70s. I would like to question him on, on that whole soup. situation. Yeah, <laughs> that whole dilemma, that tragedy. This is what you care about is the soup, not the ghosts. Well, I mean, technically, I would find out what kind of ghosts these were. If they were, I'm thinking they're, they're demonic creatures for what they did. <laughs> but, you know. Than the cat floating, kind of, unless the cat was in on it, but that's a whole another can of worms. To it's a conspiracy now. Yeah, now conspiracy. now I'm deep diving. It's a whole another can of yeah. soup. Yeah, <laughs> to open <Christ>. up. <laughs> Anywho's okay. Well, I I think we should wrap this up now. <laughs> I think we still have time for what? <laughs> R- more rambling. Oh gosh, um, that's how I ended up with four kids. I didn't wrap it up. Damn. She's on edit, edit, edit. No. Everything. Stop the editing. Stop the editing. Anyway. My joke was a funny joke, too. You could, you could tell it again out, off air. No. <laughs> No. Look at the evil laugh. You, you, you can tell, like where she enjoys, like, like yeah, like yeah, her whole tone is like joyful after. Hey, well, you know what? You yeah. know what? I do have uh, some of the power. My my sister is uh, has 
has uh, forgotten that I do have access to the uh, to the Podbean account, so I could just edit it and upload it if I wanted or you to. Could just, you could just release a, a greatest hits of uh, all the, oh, all all the, the edits. All the yeah. edits yeah. yeah, there'll be a that's part three. Right. There'll be a three part series because that's many edits. <laughs> Anyways, all right, guys. Um, thank you for tuning in this week with us. Uh, tune in next week for part three. It's going to be the final part. Um, it's going to be really good. Um, make sure uh, that you're drinking all your water. Stay warm because it's cold. And let us know how how we sounded today. Like, oh yeah, yeah just give yeah. us a little little feedback. A tell little, me your favorite soup. Yeah, a little tell us your a little tap soup. back. You know, just oh yeah, be gentle. Just a that's little, what she said. Just a little touch. Oh, just a tip. Lola. Oh my god, she's like screaming over there. Yeah, Linus is cooler than her. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> she, she just ran over here like, what, bitch? <laughs> Bring Linus here. <laughs> Anyways, okay. He would have wrapped it up. Anyways. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, okay, yeah, uh, drink all your water. Make sure you're getting eight hours of sleep. Making sure that you are... Ooh, I like this. Let me start over. <laughs> okay, make sure that you're getting eight hours of sleep. Drink all of your water. I think it's 64 ounces of water a day. Uh, cover your soup. Cover your soup. Uh, stay warm if you're in a cold area. There's no... It's Texas. So what cold area are you talking about? This This room, house. apparently. Apparently this room. <laughs> all right, but anywho's, um Okay, bye. Love you. Bye-bye. <laughs> Don't even say that to me. (laughs) My dad, you're all.